And it is Pot O'Clock. Once again, Catch 22 Sports back on, coming at you, going hard in the paint like a hot cross bun, whatever that means. Phil Jones here alongside the two Kyles, Caitlin and Fosty. Boys, <laughs> we're here, how we doing? We're here, we're here so, doing it up on a Wednesday. And of course, behind the controls, producer Marky Mark. Mark Stanus, what is good? Not much. I kind of wanted to share some of our. Uh, Recent, I guess, success. I've uh, been looking deeper into the layers, the labyrinth that are the podcast stats offered to us. Pod um, stats. Delving, pod stats. Delving into the analytics, sure, yeah. are we? They call it pod stats in the biz. Huh. And uh, <laughs> we have some uh, interesting, we have top countries, of course, top cities, who played it the, uh, who's played the podcast the most on, on SoundCloud specifically. When we look at um, top it's countries. North Korea, isn't it? They're the top country. Oddly enough, uh, South Korea is, is a heavy listener. Just so kidding. bootlegging. So, uh, <laughs> Across the border. <laughs> well, you know, it's kind of the, the usual suspects at the top. We got Canada, shocking, our number one country. Um, oh, I thought an international follower. No surprise there. <laughs> Up there. Uh, but next to that, we have United States. And we got some sneaky ones coming in <laughs> in uh, third. We have a tie. We have Israel. Ooh. Damn. Shout out to anyone who's listening in Israel. What up, Israel? <laughs> Less listens than there actually are episodes, so probably that person is has dropped <laughs> off the map. But uh, then we also have um, the United Kingdom. Ooh. Huh. Shout out to the UK. That's very broad. It's a few countries you can mix I in love there. It. I like how they did that amp up, amp up the numbers. We're going international, boys. Could, could have been that Paralympic coverage. Could have been. Brits did well. We we shone them shone the light brightly on them. Got some hashtags in our tweets. And then Got some, some shout, a shout out to a couple other countries that just cracked the list with like multiple views. We have. Switzerland, like I said, the Republic of Korea. Multiple views. The good Korea. I don't think this... Listen, I think if this was able to be listened to in North Korea, if they were a little bit, you know, They'd looser... They would be our probably top three. Crack top, top five. Three, top for three, sure. for sure. And now, uh, who's played the most? This is, this is what's really funny. We have uh, Kyle Forrester 2. <laughs> I'm assuming that's... Who's that? I don't know who that is. It must either be the name... Well... You're Cal Forster one. <laughs> so exactly. It's, it's got to be someone else. <laughs> it's someone that's just trying to be me. And then uh, Phil Jones coming in number yes. two. Nice. So, I've been listening. So apparently we got some narcissistic because it's there's there's more listens than there are episodes from both of you. <laughs> so they're just, now they're just analyzing the tapes, seeing where we can be better. Oh, exactly, I man. Can't that. how you play. Can't. Where does Cant's rank in the? Uh, I probably got like one listen. That's. If I don't even. I listen to on iTunes too, so you should check those stats. Yeah, I mean I, that's iTunes. By the way, is our most used. You know, person who draws from the feed. We have uh, Apple Core Media, which means people are downloading on their iPhone or their iTunes as popular. Then other cities, uh, we have some Etobicoke Classic. Oh, Etobicoke. That's definitely me. Uh, Wasega Beach. Nice. That's, oh, probably, that's probably you as well. <laughs> yeah, probably me as well. Where's uh, Midland Rank in here? <sighs> You know what? Not even on there. It's probably they don't even count as a. Ah, all right, all Midland right. number four, number eight. Okay, <laughs> let's get this circle jerk over with here, boys. <laughs> the podcast is happening. It's a thing. Catch twenty two is here. As I said earlier, we are going hard in the paint. Are we like Attila the Hun cooking up sports banter like a hot cross bun? And this show is a sweet one. Our topic of the week down the road, we're going to talk some Leafs season opener tonight. They're in Ottawa to play the Sens. Uh, other Canadian team in action involves the Oilers. 
and the Flames, uh, a couple other games in the States as well. So we'll talk that a bit later on. Uh, we got a good Raps debate coming up on Trial by Opinion, our two bounce-bound dribble heads here. we got Stanus and Fosti debating the Raptor over under totals. And we have Cans, the winner of uh, oh, yeah, last week's quiz, the judging wise it. Oracle. Yeah, yeah. Always the, the winner work. of the basketball quiz. Yeah. <laughs> bring, them. bring more of them. And a uh, real interesting topic to start it off. Well, we got three of them. We're going to break down a little Kaepernick, a little Native American baseball teams, Crosby's concussion, and a new segment which is sort of a distant cousin of Cool Story or Cool Story Bro. This one, yes, it is the (laughs) hottest or notest stories, but we're going to go with front page, back page, or comics. And do we have a draw for that? No, we don't. All right, so that's that's a work in progress. (laughs) Well, let's get right to it. I thought I'd have time to research it, but might as well just give you the three stories and we'll go like this. So these are three stories that are circulating right now, fresh stories in the world of sports, and we're going to determine – here, if it's going front page of your newspaper being the main story, the attraction, back page is not quite as interesting, but hey, it's still got some merit or comics, i.e. it's a joke or it's fiction or we shouldn't even worry about it. And the stories we're going with right now revolve around Colin Kaepernick to begin with, who's getting the start this Sunday against the Buffalo Bills in Buffalo. Bills Mafia, get ready. Kaepernick in the house. Uh, If you haven't been following sports, uh, the Kaepernick story is something else. He's been taking a knee during the national anthem, but he wasn't starting. That was Case Keenum. Correct me if I'm wrong. That wasn't Case Keenum, was it? Blaine Gabbert. 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 Sorry. Same thing. thing. (laughs) Doesn't matter. The lexicon of uh, quarterbacks out there. Yeah, yeah. So Kaepernick wasn't starting, but when he did start initially under Harbaugh, he was uh, he was a force, but things have fallen off. He's not quite quite as good right now, but he is getting the start because the uh, the Niners, I believe, are one and four. Another story circulating is uh, Jerry Howarth. Shout out to Jerry, formerly of Tom and Jerry, longtime voice of the. No, it was Tom and Jerry that used to do the shows before your time, boys. Sure, T- Tom Cheek. Uh, so he, uh, this is obviously in the uh, age of oversensitivity. Although we'll debate this, uh, the Cleveland Indians. That is the Indians. Uh, have been uh, not mentioned ever by G- – oh, they have been mentioned, but as of 1993, I believe. 92, correct me if I'm wrong. One of those 90. Jerry Howard stopped figures. calling them the Cleveland Indians and has just been calling them Cleveland or the Cleveland professional baseball team, although he hasn't said that. So he, he received a letter basically saying, I'm offended by the way you refer to maybe a powwow on the mound, using any sort of term that's offensive revolving around – the uh, the Indians, right? There's a lot of that going on from Florida State and the Seminoles all the way through to, obviously, Washington in the NFL with the Redskins. And last but not least, Sidney Crosby's concussed again. I don't want to say what else is new, but it is uh, – sorry, Sid. I didn't mean to say that. Uh, he is concussed. And that he wasn't on be- our podcast listeners. <laughs> We're okay. <laughs> was, was that, no, there's none in Pennsylvania. <laughs> Pennsylvania yeah. wasn't ranked up there. Our right. Cole Harbor listeners. <laughs> so I apologize to listeners. That took me a long time. It was long-winded to get you there, but this is a new segment. We're just trying to figure out how to do this. So off the top, I'm going to open it up. We'll go with producer Mark first. Mark, of those three stories, what is your front-page story? I think the front-page story would be Sidney Crosby. Just because, I mean, there is this fear that it's you know a reoccurring thing, and he's now just kind of you know shown that he's reached his height of his game where he's kind of gone this loop where he came back from the last injury and now he was playing his prime, just won the cup, just had was the best player in the tournament uh, for the World Cup of Hockey. And though I picked him in fantasy before I realized that he was out, I'm actually optimistic he'll be back quite soon. Right now we only know he's going to miss the first game, but it's on the front page because even if it is only a game, it's something that everyone needs to follow. So that's my front page story. Okay. 
Fosty? Uh, I'm going to say Kaepernick is my front page story. Interesting take. Um, this It's got football implications, obviously. I mean, Gabbert's being benched and they're putting or Kaepernick in. <laughs> um, yeah, they're putting they're putting Cap in to see if he can potentially justify his massive contract. Um, the team's not really losing much by putting Kaepernick in. They're, they've been pretty bad, one and four now. But I think the implications that it has on just the the whole topic of Black Lives Matter and what have you his his protest. He's it's actually going to be. I'm not saying it's justifying it more now that he's starting, but I think it's shedding more of a light on it now because before he he was benched he hasn't played a second all all season if i'm correct on that so it's uh, basically two or three snaps in the 24 nothing win week one. Oh, okay well still that's they're not all handoffs so. yeah <laughs> that's hasn't not that much a, hasn't thrown a pass pretty close um but yeah i think it it adds a little bit more weight to it and it shines a little more of a light on it and i think it's it's a story that people need to be aware of and the fact that he's starting now and a legitimate player i think gives it a little more credibility so that's my front page story. Uh, all right, I respect that. My front page story. I'm going with our boy Jerry Howarth. Ooh. Um, just for the reasons, uh, the way Jerry is bringing this to light again, the the way Indigenous and Natives get treated in Canada, it's it's pretty despicable. And the whole Black Lives Matter movement that's going on in the states, um, a lot of the Native people here are getting just looked over like they always have been. So there definitely has not been enough attention drawn to. The rights of them, and I think this is a first little step since there's so many eyes on the Blue Jays right now and so many ears listening on Jerry. I think it's a great time for him to take a stand on it, and it's just a minor thing, but I think it's doing a great job to bring attention to the cause, at least to start it up, after what Gord Downey did during his uh, final tour of the Tragedy Hip, calling out the Canadian government on helping um, Canadian Native Indigenous people. So I think it's just added to that and shedding good light on it. So it's, that's my uh, front page story. Wow. Okay, we got three different stories, unique. Uh, we also didn't discuss whether this would be a local Toronto-based paper, a North American paper, a world <laughs> journal, which uh, we probably should have gotten it's on. It's up for interpretation. Man. I know, it is up for interpretation. Well, I think it's mainly for Canada, U.S., followed by maybe Israel. Well, since we are close to Buffalo, believe it or not, I'm actually going to side with Fossey and say the Kaepernick story would be my front page. Now, hear me out on this one. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, uh, the bills are now good. They're relevant. Yep. They're surprising a lot of people. And th- some people have them pegged in their top five teams right now. Top five. Which is a wow. huge... Top, five, top, top five. five of the AFC. Top five of yeah. the AFC. Yeah. All right. Were well, they 0-2 to start the season? They were. You know, Rex Ryan was a bit of a joke. His brother Robin there. There was talk of firings. Well, they did fire their offensive coordinator after their second loss. And that's when they turned around and won three. How about Rattle that? Three, huh? How about that? And that was Greg Roman, formerly uh, the oh, offensive coordinator... Of Colin Kaepernick when wow. uh, he was made back mm-hmm. to the ah. Super Bowl. So, so many levels. small world, yeah. So many layers. Like these backup the quarterbacks and sort of second string quarterbacks. There's such a musical chair and revolving door of these guys in the NFL, like offensive coordinator, defense. These guys are just all over the board, man. You, you follow the NFL for about 20 years, they pop up everywhere. I know uh, the Ravens just did that as well. I believe Morningweg taken over for uh, it was a guy that coached uh, was it Tress- it was Mark Tressman yeah formerly of the Alouettes sure those names are everywhere anyways back on topic the Kaepernick thing is pretty huge I mean you got you got cops shooting citizens in the U S that is not good on anybody's watch it, it, it's a spotlight on a situation that is horrific and Kaepernick has used his sports celebrity to draw that attention on this issue which is massive but now he's actually playing in a game. 
So this could turn into an amazing story if he all of a sudden turns the Niners around, which is going to be tough to do. I've watched some Niner football. Uh, they're not terrible, but if Kaepernick can revert somewhat back to his form, this could be a huge story for the 49ers and a huge story for his movement. So that is my lead story. My uh, front page story is Kaepernick playing this Sunday against the Bills. Now we move to our back page story. Yeah, I mean, I would put in the back page is a Colin Kaepernick thing. I think you guys are right. I think it's always a story when a new quarterback takes over a team. This team is particularly bad. Um, I think that we may be blending a little bit too much of the politics with what happens actually on the field. And the team has done a really good effort of not making that same um, decision. So this is, I mean, though Kaepernick is almost a household name uh, for reasons other than football, I think this was solely a football decision. Gabbert, you couldn't really get much worse than Gabbert. Kaepernick has potential to return to what he was before. And under Chip Kelly, even though Chip Kelly's offenses seem to be seemingly solved by every defensive coordinator, I mean, there's why not roll the dice and try to get an offensive mind that was once an electric, you know, you know, up-and-coming genius mixed with a player who was supposedly the revolution of the position less than five years ago. So, I mean, it's big, but I just think uh, some of the, the national anthem stuff is seeping into maybe the story that makes it bigger than it truly is. Okay. All right. My back page story is going to be Jerry Howarth and his refusal to say Indians and a few other potentially culturally offensive words. Um, I mean, I respect the hell out of Jerry for doing this. He's apparently been doing this for 20 plus years, as we mentioned earlier, with the fan letter he got in the early 90s. Um, my reason for putting this on the back page, this if this was a more international journalist to taking this stand, I might have to put it on the front. But Jerry's the voice of the Blue Jays. He's the voice in Toronto. He's reaching Jays fans and he's reaching people throughout Canada, but he's not reaching across the world, right? He's not reaching all of North America. He doesn't have quite the reach that someone else would have. So I think that somewhat takes away from this. He's doing what he can with his position. But I think the fact that it's not as, um, I don't know, as wide-reaching as potentially other journalists or other um, commentators have, it just doesn't have as much effect as it could. All right, I'm going to go with the Sidney Crosby concussion story as my back page. Obviously, it's a huge story. It got slipped to the back because I have Jerry as my number one, and someone's got to move to the back. So Sid gets pushed back a little bit, but obviously it's still a massive story. His third concussion, of his, third major concussion of his career um, after just winning the Stanley Cup and a captain in Canada, another championship again. I believe right now he holds Stanley Cup, Conn Smythe Trophy, Olympic gold medal, and World Cup gold, and World Cup MVP. I'm pretty sure he's the first player to ever hold all those at once, if I do believe. But how much, I mean, um, just if I can get your opinion, I don't know how much you've been following mm-hmm. it. I've been following it quite, kind of ever since I picked him in fantasy, and I'm trying to gauge the temperature now. It's weird because when he first had that major concussion that kept getting pushed back, it was also kind of a weird, like, it was his could, be, could, could turned be a out couple to be days. Could yeah, be it could be while. next week, could be next week, and then yeah. weeks yeah. turned to months, Speckle turned to this. Whatnot in the outdoor game? Yes. It wasn't that, didn't look that violent? Yeah. Well, he came back a little early and had that second oh, injury. Yeah, but right. in this case, like, I'm getting the vibe from the way that's written that he, it could, it, this could be a week. Yeah, it and could. It, yeah. it could just be like, like I mean, Larry just got hit in the head with a 100-mile-an-hour baseball. Yeah. He's only out for a week. Concussions um, are hard to judge. It's hard to judge. Chopping down his point, though, right now? He's, no, no, I'm saying, yeah. I, I think you have in the right spot, but I think it's, I just wanted your opinion. Yeah, no, it, yeah, it, it's, it's, those are so hard to tell because I know his, honestly, I can't remember if it's his first or second major concussion, but 
and ended up being mainly a neck problem, yeah. like a whiplash. And then the muscles up near um, the top of his head were all messed up, but they didn't figure that out till a couple months in. Then once they started working on that, he was fine. So it's it's really hard to tell with the concussions. So, yeah. All right. I I am torn between the two stories here. And since I've got to make a decision, I am the editor. I'm taking uh, Jerry and his Native American stance as the back page story. Right? Check it out. I mean, this is – we're talking about a I'm Toronto audience here. Okay. All right. I'm We're talking about a Toronto checking. audience. And this is so unique that he hasn't done this since 1993. I actually don't think I was even aware of this, which is kind of unique. That I wasn't aware of it either. I mean, yeah. So that's real it, sneaky yeah. how he did that. And the, the whole Native American sports team names is really, really gray. And can't you touched on it. We don't really realize how offensive that could be mm-hmm. to certain bands, to certain groups. On the other hand, you do have some groups that are completely fine with it. I mean, you are it is that term like how offended are you by it? But if people are drawing offense by it, it's offensive. And that's something that has to be addressed. And he's addressed that and has been doing that since 1993, which is a really unique story. So here in the Toronto market, I'm putting that on my back page, which leads us now to the comics section. Uh, obviously, you already know our choices, but Marky, please inform me why you are going with your comic decision. I mean, we've heard a lot on all the topics, so I'll keep it really short. But it, it's got to be that the Jerry story, and it's not because I'm being insensitive, but I mean, the the Ooh. comedy in this comes in sort of this you know overly protective PC bubble. Yeah, the that age we, of outrage. Yeah, the age of outrage that we find ourselves in, and part of it is also it's it, there's some comedy. In it because it has been going on for 20 years. So that's the type of story that doesn't make the front page or not even the newspaper because it's, you know, it's a 20 year old story that's just kind of in this outrage age is getting, you know, further attention because, you know, there's some implications of, you know, public relations on behalf of Sportsnet who's showing it or whatever it is. It's just, I think. It's just not necessarily newsworthy. And I mean, the Cleveland Indians is tough. They have a really offensive logo. They think they have the most offensive logo, but it is radio, so you kind of have to remove that. And then the name Indians isn't nearly as bad as, say, Redskins. But, you know, part of it is like, call a spade a spade. The the teams have their names. And I mean, I I just think it's just not, it's a non story. That's my opinion. All right. Yeah. And then mine. But obviously is Crosby. And this isn't because I think that this isn't an important story. It's not relevant to the NHL or hockey in general because it is because he's the best player on the planet. But it's the fact that you guys talked about it earlier. It's it's up in the air right now how big of an issue this will be coming into the season. He's only out for game one right now. That will probably there will probably be more games after that. But it's just completely up in the air right now. So we don't know what's going to happen. It's it's just a question mark. So as of right now, when we don't know that much information, for me, it's got to go in the bet, in the comics. In the comics, actually, for me, Colin Kaepernick getting the start this week. Um, not that the issues he's fighting for are a joke or anything. I'm just, the 49ers are so bad. This is just irrelevant to me. I'm, yeah, next. <laughs> All right. Keeping it short and sweet. All right, flipping the script here. So Crosby's concussion for me is in the comic section. Uh, you're playing a contact sport. You're playing a violent sport. I, I do understand that concussions are an issue, but I have been following this story not as closely as Mark Stanus, but I have been following it to the degree where I looked into it, and they're not entirely sure when he suffered this concussion. They're saying it was in practice, but none of the journalists there even saw it. So it could have been from the World Cup of Hockey or – Spoiler alert, it could have happened off the ice. We're not entirely sure. Or it could have just been really hungover. Now, a lot of players, 
get injuries. A lot of players do get mild concussions. Concussions. I know it's a big deal because he is a premier marquee player, but the length of his injury will tie into the fact that maybe he gets moved from the comics to the back page to the front page. But as the editor, I'm starting this the in the asterisk. comics because he could be back the after old a, Phil Jones. Asterisk. He could be back <laughs> after a game or two. And hey. It's just like anything, right? You're playing a contact sport. These things will happen from time to time. It wasn't a major collision. It wasn't a major concussion. I know. Un- I understand that sometimes like, it's like a tussle in the corner. Be... They said it was something. You're right because I, I no there any video or knows. pictures or anything. There's not this? though. There's nothing. They had uh, the Sportsnet. It was the Fan Five Ninety. I was listening to. They Everyone's just Kipios guessing when they're just going through. McLean and... talking about it. They were talking with a reporter who everyone was there. There was like 15 reporters there, but no one saw it. The sketchiness around it. Does it make you think that it's more serious or less serious? That's the feeling I get. I more, more serious. Yeah. Until right. we know, though, it's like, yeah, it's what can you really say about it? I you mean, say you put it in the no comments. Yeah, you put it in the comments. <laughs> and then if it gets more I'm serious, it goes to the back page and then the front. All right. Wrapping up that section that was front page, back page comics. We got a great debate coming up because the Raptors are starting October 26th. Once again, sorry to put you guys on the spot. Who are they playing again on the 26th? Detroit Pistons. The Pistons. All right. And that's in Toronto or in Detroit? Detroit. All right. So they start their quest to try and best their 56 win total last year, which was the greatest ever. So we had a debate between Stanus and Fosti coming up on trial by opinion. All right, this is a popular segment called Trial by Opinion, where we pit two of our staff members against one another with their take on a certain topic. And this one is the Toronto Raptors, and we were surfing for a good line, and the one that was found to be average right now for their over-under win totals was 50.5. Not to be confused with 50.6 on CBS.com. Uh, someone <laughs> made a... T- I don't see someone yeah, desire. <laughs> so 50.5... Is the number uh, Mark and uh, Fossey are going to debate whether the Raptors will, will go over or under that win total? I will open up the floor to Fossey. The Raptors will win more than fifty point five games this season. The most underappreciated aspect of team success in sports is continuity, and the Raptors are in year six of Dwayne Casey, year seven of Demar Derozan, five I think of uh, Kyle Lowry. JV's been there a while. They have established a team, they've established a system, they play defense, they can score when they need to score, and they they didn't get, they got they lost KL. Say they lost Bismack Biombo, which is a huge loss, obviously. He was clutch in the playoffs when J V went down. He was clutch in the regular season when J V went down. But he's not worth seven wins. He's just not. And then you have Lowry and Damar who played for Team USA this summer. That that's been known to um help improve players' numbers, their confidence, their team leadership, all the great things that come from that. It's been proven many times in the past. Players get better after they come back. They picked up Jared Sullinger, um, gives them insurance on the boards, adds some scoring. He's a better defender than people give him credit for. He's undersized. He's lost 30 pounds since last season because weight was his biggest downfall. That's a lot he of came, weight, Fossey. That's a lot of weight. Yeah, which is potential for injury, but we'll we'll see how that goes. And, I mean, people are saying Boston, Indiana, they all got better. And that's true. They did get better, but we've seen many times in the past that teams adding better players doesn't necessarily make them a better team. Al Horford's a big piece to um, incorporate into an offense. He's a big player. He requires touches. He's a good playmaker. He's adaptable, but 
he's he's an important guy that you need to give time to get acclimated and they've already have established players there so that's not necessarily going to happen immediately um and the raptors their success comes from their backcourt and nothing has changed there i think lowry and demar are both in store for a career season and i just can't see the raptors getting much worse than they were last year yeah well you know that's just like uh your opinion, man. This isn't fair with you. have I control know. of the board here. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to just say that, I mean, it's sad to admit it, but the Raptors will get under 50 wins. There's a number of factors, and though they may have not dropped off much with you know losing Bismack and replacing him, there's, you know, continuity is one thing, but there's also the growth of, like, younger teams, and Boston is riddled with, you know, young talent that... Well, they may be getting better. We have Lowry over 30, and you know, there's a point where they might have a slight regression. And I really think the record, you're going to lose these five or six extra games, is going to come from the fact that the East just got better. It, you're just not going to win as many games because Indiana Pacers have, have you know, added some key pieces, and Paul George is now, even though he played two years ago when he came back from injury, he's now like two full years kind of uh, back from an uh, injury that sometimes takes two years to get back from so he'll be in full form al horford was the second biggest pickup of any you know off-season acquisition aside from kevin durant so you have boston you have indiana who are now going to be much better and then of course the knicks and their super team if you ask certain people and though i don't think they're necessarily players if you ask their players yeah (laughs) regardless i i just think those teams whether they're not going to necessarily win every season series, these new teams, but they're going to be able to take a win here, a win there. Maybe the Raps get 49 wins, and they may still secure one of these top two, three seeds and be in that same position because maybe the records drop across the board. And that's what I'm expecting with what I think is going to be a lot more of an even Eastern Conference. So that's why I think the Raptors will be under this year. Amazing. Wow, that was one of the better trial by opinions. That was uh, crisp, very clear. It was, and can't see you on your phone half the debate, but here's <laughs> the thing we didn't tell you in I the production meeting. I was fact-checking them both on the go. Is that all right? All right. Yeah. Well, since you're the wise oracle of hardwood, <laughs> I'm going to leave it up to you to decide who won that trial by opinion. All right, I'm going to spit it to you guys right now. In my head, my basketball prowess has the Raptors again finishing second in the East. That would bring them up to, I have them about 55 wins, so Fosty, not only with the great points you made, Mark also cheated by indulging in the board with a nice drop before, so I don't like how we we tried to screw the system there, Marky. (laughs) I'm going to have to deduct some off you there. That's just your opinion, man. And uh, also, the two most, um, the teams with the most fluidity, players coming back, the most constant teams are Cleveland and Toronto. They made the least amount of changes. They were the two best teams last year, and I just don't see it changing at all, so Fosse is... Right. Good call. All right. There you have it. Stay tuned for that one. Enjoying that season kicking off soon. And we'll keep you abreast of the win totals. I personally see them winning 52, so that's also on the over. All right. Coming up, we got our topic of the week. We'll be talking some Toronto Maple Leafs in the upcoming 2016-17 NHL season. That's what I do. I drink and I know things. Yes, yes, drinking and knowing things and acquiring Stanley Cup rings. Will the Maple Leafs be acquiring one soon? It could be no. a trip to the moon and back <laughs> before that happens. Although there was a lead article in the Star this morning uh, that was talking about Wendell Clark. 
being drafted first overall. There has not been a first overall pick. Was it front page, back page, or comments? It was front page, my man. Wow. And Clark was saying the same thing happened in 85 when he was drafted. The Jays back then the were playing against the Kansas City Royals. Huh. And the Jays kind of took a little bit of the heat off him being the number one overall pick. Same thing happening this year with Matthews coming in. Interesting. They go tonight against the Ottawa it? Senators, and the, the Jays are on everyone's radar right now. So mm-hmm. they have a little bit of uh, leeway there as they sneak their way into the beginning of this season. Austin Matthews getting the start. He's made the team, as has little Mitchie Marner. So that should be interesting how they play out with those lines. And they go tonight uh, so we can talk some Leafs. I want to pick your brain, Cants, about Anderson, how you think he'll do for the Leafs, what Canadian teams we got uh, coming up this season, what they'll do. And uh, another story as well worth debating is the TV ratings for us locals up here in Canada, A. Uh, Strombo hit the bricks, and we got McLean coming back to hold down the fort there on the uh, the broadcast side of things, which I guess a lot of us like. So just off the top, uh, we're not doing an over-under segment. How do you guys think the, the Leafs are going to do this year? Do they even have a hope in hell of making the playoffs? Fosty? Not a chance, in my opinion. I can't see them getting much better from last year. I think the team outlook is definitely better than it was last year, but as far as their record goes and the success they might have, I don't think it's going to change. Alrighty, Cants? Yeah, they're... Um they're not going to be as bad as last year for sure. They're going to definitely go with it. The, the wild card here is how weak of a conference the East is, again, like usual. Um, right, Crosby might not be starting. Yeah, so that would help. Um, but, like, Pittsburgh might just crawl their way up from the baseline they did last year again. I mean, it doesn't matter when he comes back. But I can see them. They might have a chance to slip in that eighth spot. I'm, I'm not that wow. confident in it. But just looking at the bottom of the, of, the, of the East, like, they have a chance to slip in. It depends. Everything would have to go right if they stayed healthy and we know Babcock hates losing, and he's got a lot of young guys that he has total brain control over right now. So if he can get them playing his way, you never know. They could slip in with a little bit of luck. But I don't even know if they want that scenario, to be honest. I'm thinking they want another year of finishing as low as possible, mm-hmm. one more high pick, and yeah. then finishing it off. Because what they did for years was they finished ninth or 10th. Every year they finish ninth or 10th. They love weren't making the playoffs. That, that playoffs oh, they love just, just teasing everyone. And just they, they couldn't just quite out. slip it in. Getting that ninth overall pick every year, you know those really turn out to be game breakers. Oh, yeah. So. <laughs> right. yeah, it's I, a tough spot, but I think they either want to go playoffs or bust again. I'm, I'm somewhere in between the two, and I think what I'm hoping for, at least to, to hold my interest, is that they're, they might never be in that eighth spot You know, once we get past the first month when it's all sh- you know the deck is being shuffled, but mm. I think they're going to be in the hunt maybe until like the last two, three weeks. They might be flirting with 10 or 9th, and that would be the best case scenario for, you know, we you were want to play some meaningful with, games yeah, going down the stretch. With TV nice. ratings, get people to at least think that the games mean anything, but I don't, I don't think they have a chance of making the playoffs, but I think they have a great chance of flirting around 10 and 9 the entire way. And I think a lot of it's, you say the wild, the, or the wild card in this situation is the strength of the East. I think it's kind of Frederick Anderson because, like, he could be, he could be the real deal in the sense that just a solid number one. We haven't had a number one since Eddie. Eddie the Eagle, baby. My boy, my, my oh. childhood hero. Oh. Um, we were blessed with Pot Van, then Cujo, and then Eddie. And what then about we, Andrew Raycroft, guys? Oh, my oh God. My, dude, it's been... We oh. not. That's dead. Covers no no more Raycroft. There's been so many, like... Ho- this This Frederick Anderson story kind of just... Or this situation kind of reeks of some of the past, like, goalie stories. Mm-hmm. But I think if he's hot, that's what's going to get us the, you know, ninth or 10th spot. And that's a great point. Now, I just want to flip it to Kance here, because Kance has played goalie at a relatively high level. 
and can definitely weigh in and help us out. Before I make my decision on how the Leafs are going to do, what is your honest opinion on Anderson? Do you think he's going to do well? Do you like his style? What, what do you What do you see from him? Um, he's got a good style for the new game. Like he's he's big, fast. He's got the size. Obviously, if you look at the impact with starting goalies around the league, they're all at least six two. I mean, Bernier was listed at six feet, and I believe he was the smallest starting goaltender of the year last year. Quick, I think, is around there too. Quick might be five eleven, pushing six foot. But all the the top goaltenders in the running for the Vesnas are all six three, six four every year. He has that covered. He's got the lateral speed and stuff. Depends how he's going to play behind this young defense. It's um, a bad situation in Toronto to be a goalie. It's tough because <laughs> it is like yeah, yeah, it is because he's coming Very into thankless. a really, really young team where they're going to be making a lot of mistakes, and he's going yeah. to be he's going to be expected to bail them out. Yep. And if he doesn't mm-hmm. bail them out, their lack of development is going to be pinned on him a little the, bit. So it's going to de- really depend on how he deals with the pressure. I think Fossey just kind of nailed it too. He mentioned like it's thankless, like the part of the media, like you. I played a little goalie too. You obviously play a little bit of higher level, but the part of it is stuff does get in your head, and that Toronto media is not. I can't be. I can't imagine it being good oh, yeah. for a, a goaltender who's coming to a new situation where maybe the spotlight's a little brighter than it was last year, and we're not getting that like pass throughout the entire year where people are almost rooting against yeah. them. So I think it, it's it's tough because he doesn't have the defenseman Bernier. He did really well before he came over. He was like the premier backup goalie in the league behind Quick, but. That's it was tough. He only played a few games. Like Anderson has at least been proven to play 50, 50 games a year at least. But it depends how his mental mindset is really because he could look at it the other way is he's coming into a team where there's not that high of expectations or pressure. So that might play better into his hands where like the pressure isn't there to win a Stanley Cup this year. It's not there to make every save so they make the playoffs. It's He's just there to... He's there to cover up mistakes, and if he can do that more often than not, which like, I guess yeah, fine. could bode could bode well for him. I yeah. mean, the, the defensive defenseman, the least. Some have. guys play better when they face more shots. <laughs> yeah. Slim to so. none, right? I mean, those young kids like to move, right? Gardner, oh, Riley, even is it Zaitsev who Zaitsev. caught my eye the other day. I don't know how defensive. And they try to even it out with Polak and Hunwick, and yeah, they're D yeah. aren't. Very so he might be coming into a good situation there. Uh, I don't re- I don't see them making the playoffs. I also see Enroth <laughs> getting about twenty games this year, probably or more, maybe. Yeah, you're looking at maybe I don't know 85 points. Maybe he's at 10th place or so in the East is my prediction. But I want to be proven wrong. Uh, On that, we talked about Anderson. uh, Matthews at all. Projections, 65 (laughs) points. Over under, anybody want to weigh in on that? I just feel like whatever. I just feel he's not going to live up to expectations. I'll kind of leave it at that. I just think the first year expectations, at least, I think they're a little bit too high. And I don't think the World Cup of Hockey helped. I don't think all the pain and suffering went through last year in order to get him has put him in a similar situation where he's going to necessarily succeed. I think he might be a you know a fifty point maybe. 18 goal getter which I think is good for a rookie year but maybe the, I think the expectation is that he's going to be scoring 30 goals and he's going to be getting 70 points and that's just not going to happen kind of thing yeah I don't think that's going to happen either I think the number 65 is too high he's not playing with any proven NHLers I think he's starting the year with Nylander and Hyman um, I mean they're good players but they have very little experience so he doesn't I don't think he has the horses with them to put out those points and I don't think he's going to be looking it's going to be looked upon as a really good defensive player as well and working on the face-offs and all those other factors that they want to teach a rookie in his first year. So I really don't even see the points being the main focus on his development. So I, I don't see him hitting that. If he gets lots of power play time and he stays healthy, it's it's a long-shot possibility. I do, but I don't I do really like the it. idea of pairing him with other younger players. Yeah, I like that too. Even if that saps a little bit of his stats, at least grow no. with the core yeah, group. Yeah, exactly. What do you th- I, I mean, what would it take for you guys to watch a lot of games? I have to admit, last year... Record low. Oh, I honestly may have seen 
three games in their entirety and maybe bits Likewise, and pieces of I less than more double digits. I watched basketball last year than hockey for the first time ever. And what it'll take is a, is a great start. And the Leafs have done that sometimes in the past. And yeah, well, it's a Stanley Cup year. We're playing the parade route after five games. If they go out tonight, Matthews has a nice two goals, one assist, and they, they beat you know the Sens 4-1 or something. All of a sudden, that'll take me in, right? So a good hot start with some points, and I'm in for a lot of games. Yeah, um, I just I just want to see their young players show out early on and uh, show that there's potential down the line for the team to be good. I want to see Morgan Riley take the next step on the line. I want to see Frederick Anderson play well early to keep them in games, keep the games exciting. Because if they're not scoring, you're obviously going to have to rely on your goalie to play well. So I just want to see not necessarily wins is the biggest thing for me, is just potential for future um, development. Nice. I think it's a bit different. This time last year, the roster was completely different. Uh, their, their goal last year was just turning the roster over basically throughout the season, playing out their guys on one-year contracts, shedding them at the deadline for picks, and they made that plan clear at the start of the year, so it was impossible to get jacked up. Right from the beginning, we knew it was just going to be terrible. So at least this year, they got the young guns coming up, first overall pick, 100th season. I think it's a little easier to get excited this year. Um and yeah, that's what it's going to be. And it's, you're going to be there to watch the players, I think. Marners, Nylanders, Matthews, Zaitsev. Yeah. See I'm, how those guys develop. Hopefully they surprise, man. It could be a good ride. I think them getting off to a good start could bode well. Uh, I don't really think we need to dive too much into the Rob McLean segment. I think we're all on board that we prefer McLean His at the helm. so beautiful back But now. obviously all Legendary. Canadian teams not making the playoffs was a huge issue. So just before we wrap, there's got to be some teams in the mix now. Price back with Montreal. Does give them uh, at least what nine or ten Don't more wins? Their upgrade, Shea Weber. Oh, oh right, he made. I think, forgot about that. I mean, for those, not everyone knows it. We being a little bit more in the loop, and especially on the business side, kind of being in the industry, we understand like what this TV rating stuff really means. I'm not sure if everyone really gets it, but I have no worries. I mean, do I think the acquisition of Sportsnet getting you know the whole NHL package makes sense for them? Maybe not, but I think the TV ratings are going to skyrocket. All it takes is one or two Canadian teams. Yeah. And honestly, if the Leafs are ninth place in the season, wire to wire, the TV ratings will yeah, be huge. The TV because as long as every game is meaningful, Leaf fans crave that. They will watch every single game. And I think it's good that they got Ron McLean back and kind of just going back to that old, uh, the old guard and kind of capture some nostalgia. Uh, to maybe, if they slip down to 10 or 11th, to still hold the attention. So I, I think TV ratings are, are going to be a non-story this year, um, unless we see a complete Canadian collapse like we did last year. All right. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Any uh, any quick uh, cup predictions before we uh, sign off? Anybody got now? <laughs> I like Dallas. All right. I'm always a Dallas Dallas, Dallas Stars, and I mean, they got, they got a lot of firepower. Uh, they kind of shaky on the back end and uh, I just think I think teams coming out of the West even though we had uh, Pittsburgh when I'm just the Western Conference some of that they have a little bit more grit and uh, it just tends to be a little bit more physical and I think sometimes that works in the advantage in a seven game series in the playoffs sometimes they beat up on each other and it works the other way but I'd say Dallas yeah, as much as I want to say my Blues are going to be right back in the mix again, I don't see it necessarily but I'm just going to say Blackhawks I mean they're always amazing I'm going to go with the Tampa Bay Lightning. Ooh. Little sleeper. They were really good this year. Um, 
from the start of the season now they're going to have Drew Ann without all the drama coming back. And they, uh, they got pretty far without Stamkos. Without Stamkos. Yeah. Andrew Ann coming in late. And Ben um, Bishop's going to get better. Bishop's going to get better. Yeah. I like their coaches. I like Tampa going to the finals. And I like the teams coming out of the East because they're not beat to shit when they get to the finals. Yeah. Which this I think was a big factor this year with Pittsburgh. So I'm for going sure. Tampa. It'd be a miracle for the Leafs to get in there, but I like them playing the San Jose Sharks in the final. No, I do like the Sharks, man. I felt bad they couldn't win last year. Oh, it's got to be get the year one for Jumbo Joe, they right? Got to get it eventually. No doubt. So as we wrap things up here, I want to thank you for listening here on the Catch Twenty Two podcast. Uh, you can uh, you can follow myself, Phil underscore Jones twenty twenty on Twitter. This week I'll be previewing the remember them. The Toronto Blue Jays, who start Friday against the Cleveland professional baseball team in Cleveland. I believe they call it Progressive Field. I could be wrong. Some sort of field, some sort of corporate sponsor. So stay tuned for that. We'll have plenty to talk about next week when the Jays play. Kants? You can follow me on Twitter at Kyle Kant. This week I'm going to jot about why Blue Jays fans should embrace being um, hated fans and just stop trying to be so nice and stop worrying about what everyone thinks and just go with it. I like that. The, uh, the writer's block angle. is over. It's over, I think. I, I'm hoping. I'm All right. trying some meditation shit. We'll try to get through it. <laughs> you can follow me on Twitter at Cal23. My Raptors preview is still in the works, so keep an eye out for that. And also, I'm going to be taking a look at the NFL and their front office shenanigans regarding the fines to Antonio Brown for his excessive celebrations and their new social media policy with teams tweeting out video during games. And you can follow me at Mark Stanush, that's uh, S-T-A-N-I-U-S-N on Twitter. And this week I'll be writing about the Bills, kind of not quite sure the angle, but mainly their kind of sneaky three-win uh, streak and the fact that they're going about to have a fourth win streak against wow. Colin Kaepernick. So, and, uh, you know, that's our local team, some would say, and it's time to give them a little bit more love. So it might be another interesting angle in there, but covering the Bills this week. Nice. I like that, man. I'm looking forward to, actually, that Bills 49ers game. Marky, that might be must-watch TV. Must-watch television. Thanks again for joining us. Obviously, we're on catch-22sports.com. You can subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, and we'll be back at you next week. Have a great one, and we'll catch up with you then. Get back to you.